0: Today's episode is a conversation with uh, Brian Weddick, a.k.a. Baby Brian. I've been looking forward to having Brian on the podcast uh, because over the years we've had lots of good conversations, just kind of spontaneously. I've always uh, said to him and to others that he's a great conversationalist. Kind of get into quitting your bureaucratic job, (laughs) Brian's midlife crisis, as he's calling it, Um, schemes, we talk about schemes and future plans and just like, ways to live your life when maybe, you know, the mold you picked for yourself isn't quite working and how to reconcile that, which is something I've been thinking about a lot lately and, uh, I don't know, uh, it was a really good interview and I find that me and Brian sink, think very similarly on a lot of things and he always has some good insight just having thought about these things a little more than me and experienced them. Enjoy! Check, check, check one, two. Welcome to the Dispatches from the Scandamaniac podcast. Uh, My guest today is my good friend Brian Weddick. Brian, can you do us a favor and ring the ship's bell? Ooh, yeah. Uh, Brian, welcome to the Scandamaniac. Have you you been aboard this boat before?
1: Uh, I have been aboard this boat um, not since uh, you've taken possession or Uh, since you've been the captain. Um, I want to say... Yeah, maybe like one of my first years here, 2013 or something.
0: Oh, did, did Andrew own it there? Or was Luke renting it? Do you remember? No, him?
1: I think it was. Well, I was on with Andrew. Right. Uh, I mean, I, I assumed he owned it. Uh, yeah, but it yeah, was Andrew's just on like I was the entire time I was in Yellow. Yeah, I was just uh, paddling by with a friend, and there, he was like, oh, come on board, check it out. I didn't know Andrew at the time um, either.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: so I've not been uh, aboard it. Uh, thank you for hosting. Me. <laughs> your thoughts? What are your thoughts on the boat? um you know what uh I, I like about it um is there seems to be like several distinct spaces i find like you know if if uh, uh i think it makes it feel bigger and i've noticed that with like a lot of different uh, housings my own or other people i've been to if it feels like there's either different levels or yeah just different uh distinct rooms as opposed to like a you know one big loft style kind of open concept space it makes it feel bigger to me yeah. Or maybe it's not bigger. Maybe it's more like I like being able to feel like I'm moving for, to di- a different space. Like I say, if I was in the you know the frontier with, with your captain chair, you know, working for a bit, and I was like, I need a break. I could go to another room, and it no. feels like. Yeah, a a larger change. So, like, I
0: have trouble sleeping, and I'll wake up at 3 a.m., and I don't like being in my bed when I can't sleep. Like, I find it just makes it worse. So I will get up and come to the front of the boat, which is eight feet away, and Uh read. Yeah. And then when I'm time to go back to bed, I will. But having that separation is, like, it just really helps me. Yeah. Uh, Like, if it was just an open houseboat
1: that was the same size, I, like, where would I go, you know? Mm. Have you, uh, have you for a long time had trouble sleeping
0: uh yeah no well i either have the trouble sleeping or i sleep 12 hours a day like i'm one mm. or the other you know yeah but yeah. i've had that my whole life i've definitely had oversleeping problems yeah i have this a lot of the times like three thirty, kind of on the dot i wake up and i'll have to read to fall asleep again
1: what a like the call of the wolf or something i've heard this referred to as like a a, a late night hour probably you know before electricity and such but like some kind of natural human rhythm to wake up in the in the middle of the night uh whether that be 3am i don't know but you know to wake uh, up and you know have you heard of this so
0: this is actually funny this is like one of the i read an article on this that that like there's a lot of evidence for a long time in kind of anglo-saxon culture or whatever medieval times i don't know what the hell it was yeah. people would get up around midnight and then they would meet and they would read and like hang out and there was this hour or two period where there was conversing and then they'd mm. go back to bed and especially like when the day is you can't do anything really in the dark we should have done that with this podcast. <laughs> like, yeah, let's get up at one o'clock. I'll come over. Yeah, and that's where people would come over, knock, have a tea at like 1 a.m. And then yeah. chat. And But part of the article was also about like, they would have like kind of entertaining conversation at this time. And then yeah. go back to bed. And then mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's neat. I didn't know people like structured conversations. So entertaining-wise in the past, yeah. and then I was like, oh, I should have a podcast. Right, okay, so that's
1: the <laughs> genesis of this. Dispatches from the Scandamania? Yeah, yeah, it's okay. one of many genesis. Um, genocide. Well, I think, like, like you know, um, I've only been introduced to, like, this is how we sleep, as one way. We go to bed at, like, night, we get up, like, one big block, but, you know, I think that obviously could, you know, over time in different places and different cultures, they probably have different relationships to sleep. Um...
0: Yeah, like the Spanish siesta is just like yeah. such a big part of culture, and then you end up eating dinner at like eleven PM. And yeah. Like, oh
1: my god. Or like some cultures like are, like are very comfortable just all sleeping beside each other, like and like in, like the family sleeps in the same bed essentially, um, which that obviously seems foreign to me. I um, yeah, I lived in this
0: house in New Brunswick for a while, and all of my roots were or all of my roommates were Cantonese, and they would have these big meals, and then every time they would all put their head down on the table for, like, 15 minutes and just yeah. kind of I'd either fall asleep or just be digesting, like a digestion mm, period. Yeah. And sometimes the guy would start snoring, like, at the dinner table with everyone there. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is you great. You know, where
1: some people, like, like I, oh, well, I was interested in asking you about your relationship to sleep because, um, you know, I've known lots of different people who have, you know, insomnia kind of... I am just wonder how they treat it. So I, I could go back to that, but... Um, like i've never had a pro- I, me being able to fall asleep has been so easily has been a problem <laughs> so i remember uh with my ex-wife like being in this like huge big fight this big blow up and then i'm like you know okay i'm just gonna go to bed like i couldn't stay awake oh, and that and that was like frustrating to her because it implied to her like you know not this uh emotional turmoil or whatever
0: no, I'm the exact opposite. Like, when, when I can't
1: go to bed angry. I just I'll be up all night
0: thinking it's about. Like, it. I can well,
1: <laughs> it's interesting. Like I was thinking about, um, well, I listened to a, a, a Mark Maron pa- podcast today, thinking that it's you know also
0: like, another inspiration for this. Yeah, like I thought, like <laughs> th-
1: those are just you know those are conversations. I mean, he usually has a format. He asks like, "Where are you from?" and "Family," and it's usually directed in that way. But I like the idea of the conversation anyways listening to that i also thought about yeah my relationship not to sleep so much but um well i was thinking of what we might talk about and you know like we both are interested in meditation and like doing that and it's like well why am i interested in that like you know what am i going to say to ryland when we start talking about meditation and one of the things was that i am constantly have, I constantly have a chatter in my head yeah absolutely. and it's like I can't folk I have a hard time focusing or being in the moment like that is a, uh, a you know a phrase you know when it well, whatever yoga and meditation and, yeah, yeah, and being present being like, present being in the moment and I find it so difficult because there's this constant chatter um, i uh, yeah I have a hard time being there I'm always in my head thinking thinking all these things however you know, compared to you, so you were saying, like, you have this constant chatter in your head and it prevents you from sleeping, and, uh, like, mine will not do that, but in every moment, it, like today at work or, or whatever, I'm only partially there. So right now, I'm... <laughs> you have another no, 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 no. secondary dialogue. Yeah, I, I have something else always going on in my head, and that's, like, you know, one of the things I'm attracted to with meditation is being able to tame that, to, you know, get this elusive being in the present.
0: Uh, so how elusive is it? How successful has your meditation been? Oh, well, I mean... <laughs>
1: well, I, like, we're both interested. In, we, we know we're both interested in this, and, like, we, we've we both uh, attempted, anyways, to book a, a meditation re- retreat at the same spot, you know, but, however, we didn't know... We didn't plan this. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Ten days, too. Ten which days. Which is not, you
0: know, jumping in.
1: Uh, well, that's, like, I think... Complete silence, I think um, a stick would be good. Or, like, you know, like, something to, like... Force you, you can't. Well, obviously, you could just, you know, you're in the middle of this 10 day meditation. You could just get up on day two and leave, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, I think, you know, yeah, like needing to be forced into that, um, I'm attracted to that idea to like push me. I need to be pushed over the edge of yeah. solitude, I guess. So I have been trying to meditate, um, you know, trying to do it consistently. That's hasn't worked out well. And, yeah, like, you know, I'm trying to set my timer in terms of meditation for, like, reasonable times. Like, 7, 8, 10, 15 minutes when I, when I have those um, those moments. And it's it hasn't been going well. It's, it's very hard. So, and it's usually, like, I start... Like, it could just be little things, like, oh... Like, a, before work, oh, I start thinking about, you know, packing lunch food or something. And then I'm, like, thinking about that. And it's like, oh, got to turn my timer off and I need to go do that immediately. Or it could be, like, oh, thinking about you know, uh, what's going on in my relationship, or or whatever. Like, there's always these distracting thoughts, yeah.
0: Yeah, so I found I've gotten over the hurdle of, like, being able to sit still was the first one. I got over that, I can do an hour now, but in that hour, I probably only have five minutes of, like, being present meditation, and not continuous, it's in pieces. But I've still found the like, if I'm sitting there still, I'll even, like, these thoughts will come by and I'll have to catalog them. I'll like, okay, this is the things I have to do. This is what I'm worried about. And I'll just kind of watch my thoughts go by. And then after I've done that for long enough, it's like, okay, I can just have a moment of clarity. And sometimes it's only a moment, but it helps. So So the
1: categorization is like, you know, it's, it's, it's convincing yourself. You don't need to like go write it down or do it immediately. It's, okay, this is, this is yeah, just acknowledging again. it. And, and
0: yeah, and d- d- filing it away for later. And I'm, maybe I'm just confident enough that I like will get it done. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, or maybe it could be like, I'm confident it'll get done. Or if it doesn't get done, it's not that important. Yeah, or exactly. Or yeah.
0: But I think, I don't know, I found, initially I was too hard on myself, for like, oh, I'm thinking and again, and it's like, well, some, you can just think, and then it just disappears, just because you've yeah, acknowledged so it.
1: So it's like, I guess for me, it's this, um, um, yeah, not being, you know, I'm having these thoughts, I can't just either categorize them, or, you know, or like, or like, I need to get up and do this immediately, or write this down immediately, um, yeah, I'm.
0: Yeah, I think the other thing that perhaps when people talk about meditation, I, I'm not, I'm not an expert on anything, but uh, that, like, you know, you, I, I'm sure you found a meditative state somewhere else, and like that's the goal. Like, you know, I can get them running or biking, oh, like or, this
1: flow state. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, like, another, you know? oh, go ahead, sorry.
0: Well, no, I was going to ask you. Do you have examples? You called it flow state. That's like a yoga term, but people like talk about that too. Did you talk about that in like yeah? Like
1: I I feel, I feel like I've uh, heard a lot of people talk about that. Well, usually in relation to something physical, um, you know, exercising. Yeah, like you said, running, skiing, skiing. Maybe, maybe I've experienced that before. There's been moments with um, uh, playing music where I could get into that. however i feel like i'm <laughs> thinking of like recent musical experiences like even last night you know going over to my friends like oh he, he opened up his uh like like garage shed as a jam space like finally cleaned out. i was like oh great and we ha- had a bit of a jam i was playing the drums and as i was doing them, i'm like well this is fun i love playing drums it's my favorite thing and uh I I just couldn't turn off like oh well I got to go pick up my laundry from my friend's place and then toboggan it back to the houseboat <laughs> and then put it up. and then I was just like well it's lost it's gone I can't uh, I can't focus but yeah a lot of people say you know in these in in, in physical things well things that are either. Um, either so encompassing that you're not you're not allowed you don't have time your brain literally is being used at like almost 100 percent, which perhaps
0: is the opposite goal of meditation but i I still think you can find a little bit of clarity there
1: but i do so yeah i think that's one of the flow states is like so much is going on that you can't think about anything else you can't take your mind off of the task at hand but there's also i think like like, I was thinking of, yeah, like, cross-country skiing or running, where you don't have to think that much if you're just going for a yeah, jog, yeah, for sure. but you, you somehow kind of... get into this. I can do it, like, uh, writing,
0: well. too. Like, if I'm in a creative project, I'm just, mm. like, kind of in the process, and then it's like, oh, shit, three hours has gone by.
1: And, like... I'm en- envious. Yeah, but envious. even... <laughs> yeah,
0: but... And maybe that's not... I, I mean, it's kind of comparable to meditation, but even then I'm still, like, actively thinking. But it's just, like, yeah. I've created a bubble,
1: and that's my whole task. I, um... I long well. I mean, when you started talking about writing, you know, and I was talking about music. So this is like you know a creative endeavor or a creative area in my life as well. Yeah. Um, but you know, even outside of those like you know cre- quote unquote creative activities, it's like I uh, I'm lo- I long to have something that you know I'm so uh, captivated by that it's like time slows down or time disappears. Um, and I just can't take myself away from it. That, that I want that so badly. Yeah, that's the goal. I that, think in that That's the goal. You found something that is, and I and and just to clarify, Mike, you know that I want it. Uh, what well, we're talking about, not being able to turn off my mind. That's not what I want to like be. You know, um, occupying all of my space because you know the constant internal chatter is is there. That's not. I don't want that. I don't want that. That's not the. Uh, uh, the enraptured focus that I'm after. I want something to just take me and be like, I'm so in love or passionate about this that I can't put it down. I can't put down the pen going back to uh, you talking about writing anyways. Yeah, I-
0: but oftentimes that's even it's almost journaling so i'm just taking the
1: dialogue and chatter in my head and putting it on paper so i don't well, isn't know that, isn't that frustrating <laughs> like your your hand can't, or like it, well i don't like to uh you know type on a computer but you know
0: no no i for the writing the medium's
1: important for me and but it's important it... because
0: i can i can't write as fast as i think you know
1: so 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 you want it uh, like the uh, the medium is uh, uh, is beneficial somehow. It's, it's slowing you down. It's can.
0: forcing that dialogue to slow down, get more purposeful, get more concise. And after a couple hours, it's like, oh okay, my mm. thought patterns have kind of changed. I, I wish Whereas I, had, I don't, I, wish... I typing I can almost type as fast as I think, which is not. Yeah. Yeah. But also, what this podcast kind of is is me spewing this dialogue in my head. It's it's a different form of journaling for me. Ah. But it's still been helpful because it's I'm framing the thought patterns in the way to have a conversation, which
1: yeah is productive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, hmm. My yeah, my thought on or like you know, I uh, attempt much like the matrix, I attempt to keep a keep a, a, a journal as well. Thinking that that, yeah, like, if, if it became a consistent daily process, that that would be a good, um, well, method of processing and discovering new things. Yeah, yeah, de- You know, most of the time I'm thinking about myself or, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, can't, kind of. <laughs> showing the clock, but... Yeah, <laughs> can I? <laughs> Just, oh, this is... But, there's... but I, I've often found if I have, like, a burst of uh, creativity in writing... Sometimes my hand can't move fast enough.
0: Yeah, yeah that's, that's fair. I wish I brought good. my love
1: poem that I wrote last <laughs> night over. <laughs> Just boom. Well, it, I, no, but it, it was a more deliberate, slow process. Like sometimes, you know, like, well, parameters are good. And I think, you know, for like music or doing something creative, sometimes parameters can be good yeah yeah, Uh, just because it's like an exercise like okay for me it's like i'm gonna write a country song it's gonna sound like this or like you know know, it's gonna sound like this because this is what the genre is like oh i need a
0: rhyme here's what are synonyms like yeah exactly some uh, structure to it yeah yeah so last night
1: i was writing and i had kind of a meter of uh a leonard cohen song in my head and i was like okay i'm gonna write like a a meter pattern just thinking that through it just as an exercise and yeah
0: well, and Leonard Cohen's the greatest love songwriter, so great inspiration there. Do You think so? I, I, I don't, I think. I don't it, know. I, I'm not, uh, Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but Leonard Cohen, <laughs> not has, an expert l- as this. a lyricist, tapped into something, you know? Oh, big time. Like, that's all I really think great artists are doing, is they're, they're like, becoming a medium for something that we all kind of agree or think or, you know, yeah, they're is t- doing. Well, and he did it really well with regards to love. No doubt.
1: Yeah, uh, I, uh, you know, I, I, uh... uh, (laughs) (laughs) You can
0: shit-talk Leonard uh, Cohen, okay?
1: (laughs) I think he's the worst. He's (laughs) the worst. Overrated. No, I don't. I'm I'm a a big fan. A lot of the stuff I'm drawn to with him is like a... Well, his whole, like, catalog has a language around beauty. Yeah. You know, and love that I find remarkably attractive. But also, like, a language around, um like, the holy, and those are often that's linked. That's beauty, absolutely. and, like, the sacred. Yeah,
0: I'm not separating those out in my okay, mind. Okay. Like, <laughs> you're getting hippie, like, universal yeah, yeah, love. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but that's what I mean. Yeah. It's like, who, who knows what to call it? It's like, he tapped into something, and yep. is translating
1: it into Yeah, that, that does seem <laughs> to be, like, yeah, the artists who, of any uh, kind of genre or medium, that, uh, they, yeah, they tap into something. It's tapping into something that... When you hear it or read it or it's you know shown to you in film, you're like, I understand this immediately, and it it's this beautiful moment where they've expressed something um, tangibly that I have like felt or had in my head and never and never could express tangibly.
0: Yeah, yeah. exactly. And uh, I, I to, <laughs> to be honest, I think that's like kind of the goal of uh, well, a finding that passion and meditation is that. You know, there was this line about like Dostoevsky wrote uh, Crime and Punishment because he had one thought stuck in his head, but he needed to use 600 words to get it out. Mm. Like, you know, he just like when you have these feelings or intuitions or whatever, the language kind of in your head screws them up and then you get lost in translation when you write it again. And that's why metaphor and art. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what I'm talking
1: about, but, you know, makes sense, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't think every five to ten minutes we don't have to say it. We're not experts. <laughs> yeah, so. We sure. don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> it's, a, it's now become like a
0: twitch for me. It's like tick.
1: Uh, um, um, the subtitle of Dispatches from the Scandamaniac. Yeah, it is. We're not experts. It, we're not experts. Um,. um
0: The other is actually the Mark Maron inspiration where I like when Mark Maron, sometimes he's so self-absorbed, which is a problem for myself as well. And I think all humans, he'll like be talking about himself for 20 minutes for the first time. And then he'll be like, oh, I'm my guest today. What do you think? It's like, you don't even know there's someone there.
1: there. They're not even there for a while. Yeah, I mean, he does that, obviously, at, like, the outset of the podcast. He seems to ramble for, like, quite some time before even introducing the guest. But then also when the guest is on, you know, from the pre-taping or whatever. Yeah, he goes a long time without uh, tapping into that.
0: But it's also, it's part of Mark Maron's comedic bit. Like, you know, he's yeah. kind of overplaying... He's playing a bit of a character, or maybe he's not, but that's... Well, I was gonna, him, I was gonna ask that, is.
1: like, yeah, is he playing a character, or is that him? And the same with, like, you know, this the idea of Larry David, you know, going back to the, the George Costanza, like, is that really this person, or is it a, just an exaggeration?
0: Like, I... I clearly Bill, based in their life experience but yeah. i think any comedian plays that up and always does it in the funniest way because even when mark merens whatever he's talking about i find slightly funny you know yeah like even when he's just talking about how shitty his life is it is like addiction and whatnot it's like it's funny it is funny he's just perfected making it funny all yeah, the time yeah
1: i like being able to laugh about thing shitty things you know <laughs> amen to that like like i, I think that's uh, my preferred method of uh, yeah well of yeah, well, because, you know, like, you know, those are serious subjects, right? <laughs> People with addictions, <laughs> their own addiction, if they're talking about it, that's a very serious thing. It's obviously a really fucked up part of our society is, uh, you know, all, all different types of... We're all addicted to something. Oh, yeah. But if we could laugh about it, and uh, that would be the best thing. I well, and
0: it just means you're taking it a little less serious, which then I think just makes it easier to cope with. I mean, there's... Like, the military is a great example of this, where, like, military humor is so dark, it's like, oh, my buddy Jimmy got blown into pink mist. Like, Like amongst people in the military? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because, like, it's a... dark humor is, like, a coping mechanism for, like... Hey, my friend Jimmy just got blown up. By, oh yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> but if you use dark humor, at least you can start that conversation, <laughs> yeah. you know. And I mean, especially I think amongst military members, that's wherever. Like, you know, I think dark humor is a real healthy, and I mean healthy, like coping mechanism for things. And it's like I joke about being suicidal, and I joke about all sorts of problems in my life because they've I've found a way I to I talk about
1: uh, them. I don't. Uh, I don't joke about this. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad we're having this talk now. I'd be like. Oh man, I wanted to kill myself so much last week. Oh lord, thought no, it was it for me. You know? Well, I mean, that's not entirely true, but <laughs> I was feeling kind of blue. Feeling yeah, kind of yeah, blue, you no, know? it's it's fair, and I I don't
0: know. I think sometimes if you can laugh at yourself, then it helps. You know? It's, yeah, yeah. It, and especially has, in that darkest moment, like
1: oh, oh man. But uh, knowing what uh, knowing what helps you. Um, not just, like, you know, with being depressed or something. Like, you know, I, well, you know, the listeners don't necessarily know, but I, you know, quit my job. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm coming up to my last week with my government job. And part of my kind of, like, thinking back to, like, what led me here was, well, thinking that I knew what was best for me. So I've made all these <laughs> choices. That's funny. You know, that, all these choices that led me to <laughs> essentially only not only but you know a path towards public sector employment which i've done for you know three years now with the territory government and it made me want to kill myself yeah you know, <laughs> like, so like knowing what's good to, to either like put you into a situation or, or or get you out of a situation like joking about being depressed like it's it well it's hard to know It's
0: hard to know. That's funny. So, I mean, if you don't know what is good for you, now what is leading? Brian? like, you quit your golden handcuffs job.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, I I guess I could say this is, uh, you know, a positive response to, you know, although I could also say, one thing about me, if I say something positive or there's something positive, I am going to bring the shit right after, (laughs) like, this is terrible because of this. It's not, it's not a great, uh, you know, uh, characteristic in interpersonal relationships, I'll, t- I'll tell you that. Mm, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. But um, what's guiding me now, okay, so yeah, what's guiding me now is, well, there's been such a uh, stark realization that like where I'm at or where I've come to and where I'm like reasonably employable is not, I expect won't be fulfilling. So, I need to go on a radical path. Yeah, yeah. Like, I essentially need to do the opposite of what I've, you know, done my entire adult life that has led me here. Um, well, I think quitting okay. your
0: job, taking a 10-day meditation, meditation
1: course, and moving on to a house mode of all yeah. part of that, I would yeah, say. Yeah, I, I, guess, I guess true. It's like, you know, radical change isn't you know, all in, like, you know, one split decision. It's, well, it is. Like, a, like, I think what I need to do is accumulate... The, like momentum and in, in faith in myself to figure out situations where I don't necessarily know what, I shouldn't say know what the compass is, but like, yeah, like I don't know where I'm going, I need to learn and experience things and figure that out um, because you can't trust yourself you can't <laughs> trust yourself to know interesting, yeah, well
0: <laughs> I mean yeah, but don't you think like a part of that is that uh, I hate talking like this because I don't actually know but like there's this like one model fits all of like oh you got a good government job like oh it's you got yeah. a steady paycheck well, like is, yeah. you should be able to find fulfillment now mm-hmm. and like if you don't I think that's like almost more devastating it's like well why the fuck aren't I happy now you know yeah
1: and I mean like telling people I've left this situation like a lot of you know people you would know as well like there's so much enthusiasm and like other I know other people in my life who have made like what seem like, I think the importance is like what seems like radical choices, uh, unusual choices outside of these kind of um, molds, if you will. And it's like really inspiring. Like a lot of people want it. Nobody's fulfilled. Yeah, fair. But yeah, like this is like, you know, one of my, um, somebody I've been reading a lot of the past year is this Jungian psychoanalyst named James Hollis and uh okay. he, he has a lot of language uh, cause it's...
0: Yeah, does he does he have a podcast called uh, this in life do you know no
1: he has... but he's been interviewed on that uh, okay I yeah know, uh, i, 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 I listened to, to that and to i think i remember
0: him. his name i don't actually there's three of them on that i don't know any of anything yeah, yeah i think i've listened to the one with him
1: yeah he's been on for sure i was like at a point digesting it, like you know every podcast he was on and all, all his books so all his books are like Uh, half red sitting on my shelf
0: no yeah there's nothing like a little carl jung to like make you rethink a lot of things in your life i I don't know
1: much about uh carl jung is that how you pronounced (laughs) it like (laughs) that that's how i pronounced it yeah yeah (laughs) i don't know much about carl jung um and like you know what i'm getting from this guy's books aren't like all right i don't think he's just regurgitating carl jung anyways point being like the one one of his books i think is titled something like you know finding meaning in the second half of life and yeah. the second half of life is not like um uh, midlife crisis it's not like you know the same time for anybody but it is when you're like shedding the um, you know the influences of your environment so like your family your your culture your school your, all these things that have you know guided you uh, like subconsciously or 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 directly like this is what a good life is yeah so so yeah i think uh, you know i i i i definitely remember like deciding to do my master's and it was like i don't know what to do i should yeah yeah be, yeah. be doing something to make my make myself like more upwardly mobile and I, I should also be doing that definitely in like the you know up against the lens of my ex-wife's family too so those were like you know it, it, those were influencing my decisions and I don't know why the fuck I did that degree like now it's like this doesn't this didn't this doesn't seem like the right choice and again like you were saying like having the the government job that you know um, is cushy pays so like there's so many benefits to it but it's not fulfilling you know so maybe this is the second half of my life where I'm shedding those influences and trying to listen to a more authentic Uh, Brian I guess to make those decisions
0: that's something I've been I've talked about on this podcast I've been thinking about a lot is like that finding your authentic self whatever that is and I think that is kind of shedding is good like imagery of getting rid of all this like maybe past baggage and it it comes with also like a level of like working on yourself that you're self confident enough to like be like you know what I can do
1: this and this is right and I can own it to like other people you know (laughs) oh my god yeah yeah (laughs) totally like you know I, I, you know, I've inherited some some good things probably, <laughs> but I well, I think maybe that's, you know, part of growing up too, is like, or growing up Jesus I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm about to be 34 for God's sakes growing yeah, we're all well, growing, before, yeah growing, growing, how about that? <laughs> yeah, evolving the authentic as a authentic self, it's, it's, you know constantly, That's a constant mm-hmm. uh, search but, um, yeah, I think part of my inheritance is a lot of things that, well that set me up to like you get a stable job and you just ride that out. Like, that's 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 kind of the model. Being risk-averse is like another thing I've inherited quite a bit, too. Almost like, also... Um, you, my parents aren't friends with you on Facebook, right? I They're t- not going to... T- um, what was I saying? You know, inheritance... Oh, almost like... Um, almost like this idea that You know life happens to you like agency is something like you don't we don't have which is really sad yeah um so yeah part of it has you know building a confidence um that i can figure it out that um that i do have the ability to you know make choices figure things out learn things radically like all those things like man it's like yeah. It's been a long slog, you know, <laughs> to get to uh, my midlife crisis.
0: <laughs> that, that's, I mean, that's fair. And it's, uh, there's just, I think it's just, um, <laughs> well, Yeah,
1: glad to be here for your yeah. midlife crisis. And, uh, this is it. It's culminating to this point <laughs> this during is, this podcast. You're quitting your job next week. Um, i quitting my job. Well, yeah. Okay. Means, so, that's, go ahead. Yeah.
0: So it involves clearly a lot of self-reflection and a lot of this causal chain that has created your entire life, you know, and who you are, and reflecting on that, and then being like, "What can I do about that?" Okay, so you you're, you've done that or are doing that, yeah. But what is in store for you? Quitting your job now, seeking passion—like, what, what? Do you have a plan? What are you going to um, do?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I probably could have, you know, quit my job like a year ago. So mm-hmm. I, already, I already knew. It wasn't fulfilling, and I—it I, wasn't like an instantane. It's like, oh, like I don't—I'm not very linear, and like problem solving is not. <laughs> nobody would say that's my forte. I—I I like to like. I, I, not, I was gonna say identify problems, but I'm not—I'm not that critical. I'm not that analytic either. Like I'm, i am I, I bitch a lot. I bitch a lot. The emotions are extreme, <laughs> but thinking in a pretty concrete, practical way is not my forte. So, so yeah, I could have. I could have identified that and taken more concrete <laughs> steps earlier but yeah it took me a while even in the last couple months because i had you know some minor schemes yeah yeah <laughs> i love schemes that's my, my favorite words yeah <laughs> yeah uh well, some minor schemes and then it was like for me i did you know being risk averse i did need some kind of a little bit of uh security before i took the step to um quit my job so so you know that that means like you know a i started uh teaching some music lessons yeah so as like a, this is an alternative you know income source also like maybe it's just something i really like to do so i've done that for a couple of weeks starting small just with a, a couple students because teaching is a lot of work like <laughs> not, never having been a teacher it's like a lot of uh lesson planning and yeah. i would say based on doing that yeah just a couple of weeks a as i said it's really hard but I find it remarkably rewarding too. It's like so much different than, um, well, you know, the, the the hierarchy of government and sitting at desk. Like I like being one on, or not necessarily one on one, but I I like being with somebody. I like, um, in, like inspiring or like being enthusiastic to to support them. Um, and yeah, I like I like guiding them a lot. I like seeing yeah, seeing yeah. their growth. You know, like that that's, that's great for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's. So that's like one thing that's going on. I'm going to start uh, working part-time making or assisting in the beer making process at, uh, you know, the, the local brewery. Yeah, yeah. And that will mainly be like, you know, being a brewery grunt cleaning kegs. But I, like, I'm, int- I, I, I'm interested in that, in, you know, A, to, to B, yeah, working physically um, you know I'm interested in learning about uh, the beer making process too, but then also like being around a very you know busy, seeming uh, small business, just to, like hopefully being around that, yeah, that like to get tap into, excuse me, some of this entrepreneurial spirit, well, seeing what that's like.
0: Yeah, I think that takes a in itself like a bit of self confidence to like you know go like you say do grunt work like and I there's this hesitancy I think for people like having their midlife crisis or looking for a new career to like you know sometimes you do have to start at the bottom again but if you're competent like it's like the bottom lasts so short and if like well, people see a... that and you like feed into that passion it's like people recognize that that's, especially uh... small business world.
1: Yeah, that's I mean that's a good way of putting it. There, I mean I I think there's also. Um... Well, for myself, anyways, this lens, like that, you know, that doesn't seem like something a 33 year old uh, should do or a professional would do, yeah, yeah. right? So that's, you know, that's shedding, again, some of the external, um, environmental influence about saying what you should do right? well
0: i think about this all the time like being a lawyer it's like sometimes the other day i was thinking like you know like i got a bunch of creative projects going on i got some schemes like i could probably make a bit of side income and maybe bartend and then i like felt like some shame like standing behind the bar and like a, a client walks in or like right I'm, I'm like i'm a lawyer and it's like yeah, I, yeah. I it's like i'm still not confident enough to be like well why if that's what i want to do i should just go do it you know
1: yeah. <laughs> well, like I, yeah, change I mean, this
0: image of it or something.
1: Yeah, I mean some of the some, like some some of that will happen. You know, like for me no doubt about that. Like I, I mean all other people are judging all of our what seems to be our lives and our choices anyways. Yeah, yeah, fair. Um like certainly uh, you know my my, oh, AD, fuck em. my <laughs> ADM like is certainly going to be like, well, that was a stupid decision, bro. <laughs> well, maybe not. Maybe not. But like, you know, that's that's my assumption, right? Um Maybe he wants to quit yeah, his job, maybe, just as maybe much. he's just like, "I wish I did that, but like, but feels like he's too locked in and he has this high like this high mortgage and a expensive uh car and a fan- you know like maybe they feel locked into it too, so
0: yeah that I mean living on a boat where every time the first of the month goes by and i don't pay rent or mortgage like because I own the boat it's just mm. like. Oh, the first of the month, so happy. It's just like, I feel like I have this extra thousand dollars in my bank account and I'm getting to a point where like a lot of my debt's getting paid down and yeah, it's like yeah. the day I have zero dollars, like I'm, my net worth is broke. Yeah. I will be, feel so much freer to go do these things. Well, so, yeah,
1: yeah, and that certainly was part of my, um, you know, like my, my arc as well. Like, yeah, knowing that this wasn't the right job for me, but loving the income yeah. and also telling myself that that's okay for a while because it was, yeah, going towards my debt and then, mm-hmm. like, having some money yeah, for the yeah. first time ever and trying not to spend it all on, on, on beer and pizza <laughs> and stuff, um, like, trying to learn how to use it better, I suppose, as well. So that's all been, like, you know, a parallel aspect of my life leading up to, like, having to do a, a job change. And, you know, like, that's, you know, you mentioned having all of these creative pursuits, um, all these schemes that (laughs) like, if you weren't, you know, uh, doing your nine to five job, like you'd have more time to do That's Certainly like in this kind of space that's opening up, uh, I'm hoping to do that as well. Like there's, well, yeah, like we've talked about music already, but like, you know, learning how to record my own music, that would probably be really beneficial for me, um, writing songs doing demos getting m- more material out there yep. there's a variety of stuff also related to like trying to become more although i don't like using this word now based on our conversation more professional around music as a way to to well just you know put my own material out but also make money from as well like you know just building websites, social media like part of the scheme
0: yeah yeah of course other things just like well and write, some of those kind of when it's you're like tied to a passion, those ancillary, ancillary, I don't know if the word, the skills you learn along the way are easier to learn and they're more practical. So like maybe you learn to record music yeah. and then you help other people record music and sure. then, they, then you buy some equipment and then all of a sudden you're like doing that somehow. And it's like, yeah. you, you know, that's like when it happens, just blah, 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 without thinking about yeah. it. That's the goal, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I Yeah. And so this this space yeah will hopefully open up some of that and I am thinking definitely about the broader change and like throwing myself into like teaching music too it's like I've never never done that I don't know if I'm gonna like it I don't know if I'm gonna be good at it but it is gonna be it's gonna be I'm gonna be learning something yeah whether I quit teaching music in three months well maybe that's the case because I've learned Uh, so I'm yeah I've like built a little bit of a space to be able to try more things yeah and that's that's huge
0: one of the ones I think about often is just, like, through my various creative schemes, I've written a lot of grants, and I've gotten better at better at finding... Gr- There's so much grant money to do things out there. Mm. You just have to know where to find it, and you got to know how to do it. And, you know, sometimes it helps to be connected to, you know, a non and yeah. you go through them, but it's, like, so many people, especially in the Yellowknife community, are willing to kind of help is that I could see myself, like, being a grant writer as, like, a semi-part-time, full-time job or, like... I don't know how much money's in it. I have no idea. But it's so fulfilling to help I other people get their money. I think I know someone
1: who uh, I don't know if you have the time for it, but <laughs> it needs some help with uh, that as part of their business if uh, if uh, if you want to take that up sooner rather than hey, later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, I I, I, I help people is, all the time. This is I've, the thing too. It's like, I, like I'm telling all these people about uh, quitting my job and there's like there's been, you know, a variety of feedback from that, but some of that has been like, "Oh, like, well, have you thought about doing this?" or like, "Oh, I have something you could do." Or in response to me uh, hearing about their life, being like, I could, you know, take that contract off of you or help you with yeah, that, yeah. you know? So things open, well, things open up when you talk to people. <laughs> yeah, that's another theme of the podcast. Well, I mean... Like, I mean having I, conversations is like, oh, shit. That's I was, a lot of benefit. <laughs> I was, well, yeah, like, and that's uh, like... I was saying that in a way that's like I have a propensity to really, like, close down, like, to, to, to narrow my world quite a yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, uh, you know, is a habit I would like to change because, not because I like people, just because <laughs> the resources that I can tap into, you know, like being being really social and good at it, it's going to get you farther in life. It's going to open up your world, right? Um, yeah. This uh, This is a good format for me, like...
0: Start I'll, a podcast yeah. Start I'll help a you podcast. We, I'll, We'll write a grant well, we, together well, We kind of talked about
1: this <laughs> Right before getting set up too Is It's like I mean this is a good format for me That I already know Like um, I am social But like Big party social Is like less my thing And it's more like I like one on one Or small groups And I really like those And um, So much so that like in, in a lot of scenarios Where it's small talk Or right. uh, it's like, I, I'm, I'm not getting as much out of this. and uh, I think that's just like a normal step in adulthood is
0: getting over the small talk, superficial, repetitive conversations that happen in a large party setting. Hmm. More and more I find even when I go to big parties with our friends, I end up just like in one corner or in one bedroom like with one person and we yeah. have a great conversation.
1: Uh, it makes it, I, it meaningful.
0: Yeah, and I don't do the wandering around like catching up all the time because it's just like... It's exhausting and you don't really get anything out of it. Yeah, you know? I don't get it. I, don't I don't get those get resources and I don't get, like, a meaningful fulfillment <sighs> out of it. <laughs> but, and that's the part of the reason I've done this podcast. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like, when we were talking about that is, like, um, I've never invited you over to be, like, come have a tea and chat. Yeah. You know? But there's something about, like, oh, I'm doing a podcast. Does that, uh, like, you find it's, like, enticing people to come over more? Uh, or uh, it's, like, I
0: without don't... the
1: podcast, would they be coming over? No, well, I don't
0: know if I would even be asking them. And it's done to... to, Yeah, one is it gives me the confidence to ask. No one has said no yet. And in fact, they've kind of made it a priority because it's like we're scheduling the time to come on the podcast, which is not the way you kind of schedule like, hey, let's hang hang. out. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. It's like it's just a little more formalized. And it also allows people to feel comfortable saying yes and allows me people to ask people who are just slightly outside of my core friend group you know yeah yeah it's like i had pat kane on and me and pat i, I shouldn't say that right like but we're friends we've made movies together and whatnot. Friends with that that <laughs> um but it's like that setting was like probably the longest conversation we've ever had you know? oh yeah because it's how often you sit down and have an hour-long conversation with anyone you know yeah it's rare yeah. And so I'm becoming, even in doing this more and more and more people are listening to it or I mean, not many people, but if <laughs> I'm feeling confident enough to ask people who are even further outside yeah. of the social group, which, and people I like want to talk to for whether it's personal reasons or I just find them super interesting. Yeah. Know? So no, it's been really great for that.
1: Hmm. <laughs> 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 well, maybe I am actually <laughs> telling everybody to come over. I'll record our conversations. I've been like, you know, this is uh, like I've been pushing myself in a little bit of uh, social ways where like I'm having I'm hosting small socials, yeah, yeah. which is like, well, like the last the last before moving in the houseboat, like like I was living in this big house by myself. Nobody was. I like. Were you ever there? I don't. I don't know if you like. Nobody was coming over. Like I could have had great parties or 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 just small socials. But it was like no. I'm I'm harmoning hard. Yeah. yeah this yeah. is my kingdom. So I've been um, trying to yeah branch out, have like little games nights or whatever. And for the most part, it's been very successful. Minus the like, uh, and this is like the inter- going back to the internal chatter about like oh like people are coming over. I've got to like. Keep it looking good. Get this. Do I have enough beer? Like all these kind of things. That that's like you know well also on the houseboat too. Like when is the pee bucket gonna yeah, overflow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those and, are real concerns. Those like. are real concerns. But uh, uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's been it's been going well. In um, well again, like this is another part of my life that's getting <laughs> radicalized. So, liking people. Um,
0: a big thing I've been doing, and i have probably always done this, but I think a kind of there's this weird stock model that people are comfortable operating which is like the party and it's kind of derived maybe from high school where it's like drinking is the activity yeah yeah yeah. and everyone's just drinking is the main thing they're doing come over and this
1: is the agenda Yeah. yeah
0: yeah And I've like more and more, especially in Yellowknife, where the community is so much stronger and it's so much easier to reach out to different people. I've been having like, cura- I'm all about curating space. And this podcast is an example of that. So yeah. We create a bubble of one-on-one conversations that's continuous because we're knowing it's going on the internet. And it's like a unique space that's been curated that you may not have. And then i have the boat's great too, because it's so intimate. I've had five people over for like... I, I call them, like, we read things, read friends, or my friends read things they wrote in my living room. And it's like, <laughs> everyone brings a piece of writing, and we just read it, and then we talk about it. And it's mm. like, I'm confident enough as a person now to do that, and like, hey, let's just, t- like, a- completely amateur, too. Like, yeah. if you have something you wrote, let's just talk. And the conversation becomes way better.
1: Because like you've uh,
0: curated that space, and you've picked the people, yeah, and you yeah. like, everyone's there for that purpose, not no, just No one's drinking. left in
1: tears. <laughs> no, no. It's
0: like, my friend Roxanne read who like Star Wars story She wrote in grade five, and you know, mm. I've had some bad songs. I've. What it.
1: about because um, I thought you said like people come over and write or read things they wrote in my living room? Yeah, that so, that is it. Yeah, yeah. So they
0: they... read things they wrote in my living room. So they wrote it in your living room. No, no. They just had to have written it somewhere else.
1: Okay, okay. I mean, that's another that's thing what... I
0: would be open to. Like, yeah, a, yeah. Like, a writing you come over,
1: we do like I don't know. 30 I don't know how long you want you know everyone pick, no. pick a corner of the the boat or whatever you know write this thing and then we'll yeah we'll read it and talk about it yeah nice. well that's like that's um yeah like the branching out into different formats like obviously like oh come over we're having a party or a hang the expect you know like people well it's just what's expected so it's easy for a lot of people because yeah different things are can be really stressful for people right yeah yeah, like, right um. well which is something I think what we're saying is like we're working to reduce that
0: yeah and I, I mean I I was a person with a lot of social anxiety for a lot of years and I think maybe I was I was comfortable just like having superficial conversations at a party and drinking like eight beer and like that was my night and that was like it was overstimulating anyways in the first place so that was <laughs> as much conversation as I wanted
1: in the night you know I, like, I've been thinking for I don't know a couple years that I'm just like not fun <laughs> because I'm like, I don't get what we're doing here, drinking, either having small talk or like, you know, I mean, I think uh, another, another possibility is that I'm just like not fun. But yeah, <laughs> that's <it. laughs> But like, but it was I was like often in like a larger social setting. It was always just like, you know, I don't I don't get how we're interacting and it could be like, you know, <laughs> we're joking around about this, that, and, and, like, you know, maybe that was... It could, could very well be, too, because maybe those were outside of my norm, which was just, like, we just should be pounding beers and talking about sports or yeah. something, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know what it is, but for a long time, yeah, I've been thinking that, like, I just can't do the, these social situations and and come across as, you know, charming as I know I am.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I I mean, I, I have no... Uh... I don't, I don't have your <laughs> internal experience of your life, but I think that's just complete bullshit insecurity well, you have. Well, <laughs> like I was also thinking
1: today that, you know, coming with talkers, like it's amazing how, you know, in any facet of your life, how like you see yourself or think yeah. of yourself and how the rest of the world thinks of yourself. And it, you know? it's
0: Well, and that, yeah, I think that like having people talk about you sometimes like in a podcast or whatever it's like you can get insight and you're like holy shit that's how people perceive me it's like yeah well and it's funny because actually the reason i wanted you on this is because i i tell i've told you this and i've told other people i think (sighs) you're like a great conversationalist thank you i think you are one of the best conversationalists i know but and that being said it's because we've had one-on-one conversations usually at the brew pub about god knows what and like I remember after I did my comedy routine, nobody really liked it, and then you had some insight I it was on it. Great. Yeah, and then we bullshitted about it, and it was just like, I felt like, oh god, I'm this person who's just like, I think this is funny. I thought it went well in my head, right. and it just yeah. was terrible. And then you were like, ah, oh, you know what? Here's some things, and it was just like, oh wow, like you just were the insight was just like, well, yeah, intuitive almost.
1: Okay, good. So that's well, how well, I perceive uh, you. Right? I know, but... like I know, like the, the way in which uh, we all perceive ourselves is. It, yeah, it is very different. I thought your comedy set was hilarious. And, like, sure, like, I I think, I mean, like, mainly, uh, I think what I said was, like, I think I thought your set or your material had the most comedic potential. Which you mean, is a
0: complete, I agree. Is I am not a comedian, and delivery is 90% percent. of it. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, i yeah. glad you saw the potential. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I was like, well, I mean, like, well, <laughs> what, what makes something funny uh, it, it does, uh, uh, there has to be, like, some kind of transgression. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, like, a lot of people, uh, perceived, like, <laughs> we're talking about your, this comedy <laughs> sketch as being, like, offensive, right? Yeah. And there's, like, a lot I of feel. topics. Well, that is, like, <laughs> really funny comedy is often around, um, offensive. And offensive can seem like a really, uh, crazy word, like, really bad. But it can be in very minor social ways, too. Like, there's an no. offense, right? Yeah and this is like me going back to thinking about Larry David where there's all these like minute social encounters like the way in which you park in a parking lot and that like you know there's a social transgression there uh, and that that's why there's grounds but, for it being funny right watching like Kirby enthusiasm i feel like i'm watching my life like yeah. it's just
0: everything he does about not really getting social situations and like overreacting in certain yeah. ones, I'm like oh my god yeah. I just do this all the time Yeah, but I actually don't find it funny I just find it
1: stressful <laughs> yeah I've heard other people say that too it's just oh, like uh, yeah. maybe
0: we relate to it too much it's like oh I gotta work on this
1: yeah I don't know like uh, yeah maybe I'm I like I see the comedy of it it doesn't stress me out cause like I don't really think that's my life cause like I think I'm very like affable and like <laughs> get along with most people and um, often if there's like If there is like a social, something that I think internally that's like, oh, that's a social faux pas. Like that should be called out. I'm probably not going to be the one to do it.
0: Yeah. I think maybe I've just lacked a lot of self-awareness in my life to know those are social faux pas. Plus I have this thing where I kind of like conflict. And I also have this thing related to comedy. If there's like, if there's a joke to be made, I make it every time. Mm. Like it's, it's almost a tick. But it's also, like, a principle. Like, yeah. if, no matter the situation, if there's, a, I think, a good joke, yeah. and it's inappropriate in this situation, I make the joke. Mm. I just, I can't help it. And I debate it. I de- Every time I, like, I debate
1: before, and like I debate there's an, after. There's a second of debate in the center. Like, <laughs> like the <laughs> boom! Oh, the shit! <laughs> out of out of out of a, of there's blood in the water, gate right? Yeah. <sighs> How do you like living on the ass boat? Um, yeah, so far, I love it. I
0: mean... I, I, like, I haven't lived alone in a long time, so yeah. I like living alone a lot, which yeah. is a great part of the boat. Um, I haven't really found... I also just have been so busy that I'm rarely here. My house is kind of just, like, a place I sleep in. Right. Um, the work is, like, a little bit extra, but I don't know. I, I, I Also, the weird thing about buying this is, like, this is a boat. It moves around. Yeah, it's yeah. a completely justifiable purchase outside of, you know... The fact that i live in it it's a bonus you know um and i don't know if i'll be here i i think as long as i'm in yellowknife i'll live in the boat yeah that's where i'm kind of thinking right now but we'll
1: see yeah i i I, it's um one of our other houseboat friends maybe this was back in the fall i think because there's still open water like so when i was just getting acquainted with you know the houseboat and the lake but he came back from i don't know he had some some stint up at one of the mines and he came back and was just like, this is the only thing that makes sense in my life, houseboating. Oh, yeah. Like, the, sure. like yeah, being, being, uh, I, I can relate to that. Yeah, I do find it uh, to be something that's, like, really grounding, like just having to do some of these physical chores that you wouldn't have to if... Uh, yeah, yeah. I,
0: I, and I... I was bad for a long time of coming home, watching Netflix and doing nothing and yeah. just naughty, like barely even feeding myself. And now I don't even have internet on the boat. Like I don't even watch, I can't watch TV. Yeah. And like, you can't not like light the fire and can't not like take your piss out. Well, so yeah. I find, which, yeah, you're like, right. I think like, they schedule my day a little better. Give me some more routine, which I find grounding for my mental health. So yeah. perhaps I have got way more benefit out of it than I'm really acknowledging. I think you have. Yeah, but I think I would almost you might I might get that if I was a homeowner as well too, or if I lived on a farm or something. You know, it's like I'm I'm thinking I'm gonna look for living situations in my life from now on where there's a level of kind of unavoidable responsibility.
1: Yeah, there's like I I like to think of it as like it's I mean it's a relationship to, um, it's a relationship to 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 living. Like you you need to take care of these these basic. Um, these basic things in order to uh, you know, have a functioning day or, like, whatever. And I think that, um, yeah, that's, that's like, the benefit I get out of it. Yeah, yeah
0: absolutely. That makes complete sense to me. Yeah. And it's like, you know, at times it can be a lot of work, and it can be really, f- you can have trials that are so frustrating.
1: Like, you know, my propane gelled up the other day, and I was trying to get the God thing. God damn. Like, <laughs> like, this is what I found so funny. Like I, told, I was telling my landlord, I don't yeah. know when that has what I'm on, but, like, you know, in that house, it's like the, the the propane heater is a backup heater. Yeah, yeah. So like, when you need it is when it's gonna be really fucking cold. Yeah, yeah. And you know when the propane gels, <laughs> like when, when it's, it's really, really fucking cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very funny. So. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, and it's like I was outside and freezing my ass off and so mad and frustrated. But that's like, it's a task that yeah. has a little bit of stress, but is very atta- you know conquerable. And it's like for our human monkey brains, it's like. That was probably great you know it was probably a fulfilling mm. goal or whatever yeah if you come... can
1: think about it in the right way and um yeah like i, I th- like i think it when when well this would be the same as like if you're a homeowner you come home and there's like a leak in your roof and you're like oh fuck like what yeah, do i yeah, do yeah. i've never dealt with this before what's you know whatsoever then it becomes like the tasks become annoying because there's you know sp- you don't know when they're going to happen.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. When there's some routine to it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, okay,
1: I got to like do this. Well, I got to go up on the roof and clean the chimney like once a month or whatever. It's like, okay, I can plan. That. That's the thing too. I like planning out yep. days, like knowing like, oh, like I know right now my, you know, dishwater buckets are really full. But it's like, okay, I'll take those out in the morning and I'll need to bring in wood. Yeah, you know, I like, yeah, that planning it out a little bit more. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that makes sense to me. I, I, I find that grounding. And it's also kind of like, I think it's healthy to give yourself some extra, t- like burden some responsibility and take on some challenge. But the nice thing about living in the 21st century or whatever is that we can kind of choose how and when to do that. Like, yeah. you know, it's not the example of your roof, roof leaking and it's not the tiger chasing you. It's yeah. like, and houseboating kind of does that. It's like, I know freeze up's coming. I have to prepare, and it's gonna be kind of sketchy. But like, you can you can choose to do that. You know,
1: you do choose. You do choose, <laughs> and that was that was exciting. I, I mean, like, that was like the first. Well, what, what were you? Uh...
0: No, so I, sorry. It's funny that I'm saying that. I don't deal with freeze up or Break <laughs> Up. I'm yeah. bad. I, I I also this. I talked about this on the podcast. I'm not trying to be a houseboater. I don't yeah, even yeah. want to own that. I'm a You're guy who lives on a, a community. boat. Yeah, yeah. yeah I I'm on fucking back bay side. Well, as soon
1: as there's some ice in the water i drive to land yeah and then yeah I'm like i'm yeah. oh, done done that was my freeze up so yeah, yeah that was that was fun and like I, I, was, I was happy to have like this healthy attitude towards uh the challenge yeah like, and I, like, like that, that's like probably the biggest challenge i have with a houseboater is like not being a good good in a boat in yeah. a canoe not knowing how to drive like a motorboat like yeah. never having done that and, like, you know, you get, you get choppy water and stuff like that. So that, like, caused me a little bit of anxiety. But, like, when we are getting into freeze-up, it was like, well, this is just what you have to do so you can choose your attitude towards it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah
0: and uh you know there's a lot of these things you just have to do and you like you know you have to learn to paddle a canoe and now you can paddle a canoe and,
1: and at the time it's like this maybe this is connecting back to like uh these new endeavors i'm taking on in terms of how i'm gonna you know make money to buy lentils and rice to feed guys <laughs> so, yeah exactly it's like i was super enthusiastic about like the the newness uh, uh of this challenge like i don't know what i'm gonna get Today, because you wake up and there could be no ice, you wake up, there could be ice, etc. And then just figuring it out. Like, it was fun. Yeah. It was really fun. That's, uh... Well, fucking it. Much like this conversation. (laughs) Yeah. We didn't know where
0: this was going to go. Exactly. I mean, we're at an hour, so... I did I felt like that went really
1: quickly. I, the, the, the I like the medium
0: kind of creates that. It's time like thing.
1: A, you know, like a really good song and it's like, Oh, it's over, you wanna hear it again? And like it was actually a five, seven long song, and you're yeah, like yeah. you wanna hear that again? That's that's good. Or even better an album yeah, you can just like, well, yes. flash an <laughs> album. <laughs> Put it back on. Or better yet, this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Um before I kind of wrap up here, any reflections on I mean, usually I ask people like a couple days later after they've listened to it, or someone right. tells them but I'm lazy so I'm just going to ask you now as hmm. we've recorded it. Did you find the the medium change the way you were speaking or did you just kind of forget that there's a recorder in front of you?
1: I more or less forgot there was a recorder. I paid some mind to like oh, like I'm kind of maybe tapped out on this subject or maybe was listening for you know, avenues to Well, that's not really different. Listening to avenues. I was going to say avenues to pursue based on what you're saying.
0: I know. And this, this is one of those things I was thinking is that, is that not just a skill we should,
1: and maybe do have in conversation? Like you you think think, about uh, where to
0: take it and what's interesting.
1: I think, I think I do that when, when I can be more engaged. I think I do that pretty, pretty good. Um, that's also, you know, um, a tactic that I've used in order to not have people ask me questions, though. Like, no, no, think no. about, like, what am I going to keep asking Ryland about his life? So I walk away as a man of mystery.
0: Oh, interesting, yeah. I usually well, just always want to
1: talk about myself, so I don't have that problem. I, maybe that's
0: why I like talking to you. You just kept asking me questions. That, like, oh. We're getting into it again. Here, <laughs> okay. Like,
1: do you... Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's no time or rules. Are you saying, like, you always want to talk about yourself? Are you serious about that? Like... I'm not saying... It's a, like, there was a tone in my voice that maybe implied that that's not a good thing, but I feel like... Um, I'm like... I feel like I don't have much to say about myself. Like, what would you have... What would you find interesting about me? So there's, like there's again, like a like a self-perception or self-confidence kind of thing. Like, I don't have much to say about myself. And, uh, you know, and then... So that's one of the reasons I like try, like, yeah. try to ask other people things because, like, I don't feel like there's much... I don't feel like you're going to get much meaning out of hearing about
0: yeah you know, the, well, my mundane, boring life. You know? Yeah, but maybe I'm just, like, also telling people about my problems. You know, I'm doing the oh. Mark Maron thing. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'm sure you could do quite well. Oh,
1: yeah. Well,
0: <laughs> ask my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to
1: get into interpersonal relationships for, for now. We'll leave yeah, yeah, there. or, like, yeah, I can definitely talk about my problems. <laughs> oh, any, ask any of my long-term friends about... The problems I was talking about five years ago and <laughs> five years before that. And, yeah,
0: and that's bad when
1: they're the same problems. <laughs> it's like, oh, I can Well, that's fix how I, feel. That's one how I feel. But, like, that might just be my own uh, my own perception, too. Like, it's like, what, what would it be? Like, the hamster wheel? Like, I've been here before. Yeah, yeah. I'm encountering the same, you know, feelings in the same situation. <laughs> like, okay, well, anyways. So, a reflection, yeah, avenues to pursue and yeah, I think that is a good skill to have. And I think, I do think a lot of people are, um, you know, maybe, maybe thinking of an avenue to pursue and that, um, prevents them from actually like hearing your full thought though too. Yeah. Right? yeah it's that's like, fun. Oh, I'm like so concerned with keeping the uh, conversation fluid that I'm not really taking a moment to reflect on what you're saying.
0: Absolutely. And I think this is one of the things I've found in this podcast is actually a good Interviewing is listening is just such it's the most important kind of a conversation and if you're like taking a pause as a even on a podcast I find I have to be like let them take the pause because usually the next thing that comes is the best part of the episode you know Mm. it's like and I think we've a lot of people. And the other great thing is, like, I have this problem where I'm always on my phone. So I put my phone down for this, and I'm far more engaged. Mm. And I'm a better listener because I'm also trying to find the interesting thing to talk about, knowing there's this potential internet audience. Yeah. And so I will be a little more listening. And, I mean, it's funny because some people will listen to this and say, I'm still talking with myself all the time. But I'm becoming a better listener because it's giving that person space to formulate their thought makes a more entertaining product. And then it's also a good skill to take out into the world listening, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, well, you're right. Like, there was something you said earlier about, um, well, something about the, the creative process and, like, being able to stick. I Maybe mean, it was, like, you slowing down to write and being able to stick with it yeah. a little more. And I do find, like, this, uh, well, this conversation itself, but it reminds me of, like, you know, my best uh, buddy from my hometown who still, when we can get together... Yeah. We'll sit down and I'll be, you know, bitching about my problems or my, some idea, but he can stay with it yeah. and then feedback something, something real, including his perspective. And it's like this continual, both narrowing and taking the conversation in a different path. And we like understand each other very well, but that's, you know, well, that's based on having a history together, but also like really intent listening. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it produces the most beautiful thing. Much like a Leonard Cohen song.
0: There you go. Intent listening is, uh, I think, appropriate advice from uh, Baby Brian, a musician. Can you do us a favor and uh, ring the ship's bell out from Dispatches of Scandamaniac podcast? Oh, yeah.